0: What's going on, world? Another day, another dollar. The last Dan is back again. And today's a special episode because this is episode 13. And 13 is my favorite number. Why, you ask? Because when I first started playing sports, 13 was the number I wore. You know, I wanted to be dominant like Will Chamberlain and get the honeys like Will Chamberlain. <laughs> and then, you know, even growing up, the most popular athlete that was Dan was Dan Marino. He wore 13. He's a Daniel. You know, I'm the real Dan. That's why I'm the last Dan. There hasn't been one since. Also, my favorite team, Arsenal. They've won 13 league titles, you know. And when I learned that uh, white people were afraid of the number 13, that made me like it even more. <laughs> you know, you go places, there's no 13th floor. I'm like, whoa afraid of friday the 13th i love that day we just had one two weeks ago you know um big rube you know shout out dungeon family he let us know on at aliens that a 13 is a righteous number you shouldn't be afraid of it jesus plus his 12 disciples is 13 i was like oh yeah you are right big rube that's quick mess. so i gotta show love to that number and this is a special episode because we got a few things to talk about. First, I'm going to give you a quick list of the greatest athletes to wear number 13. You know, some people like to do reverse order. I don't have time. I'll just give you a top three real quick. Number one, Will Chamberlain. Number two, Dan Marino. Number three, Gerd Muller. Rest in peace, Derbama. Rest in peace, Wilt too, you know. But man. Last time we spoke, i let y'all know my favorite team, Arsenal, wasn't going to get in the top four. It's official. They finished fifth. We're going back to the Europa League. It is what it is. I mean, hey, we had the youngest team in the league. We overachieved by even being in the top four race that long. So hopefully they can make the right signings in the summer and continue to improve. The thing is, though... I'm seeing Eddie and Nketiah, I didn't mind him staying as a backup, but I'm seeing that he might get 100000 a week, I don't know, I mean, I guess maybe I'm still trapped in the football manager mindset that, whoa, a backup striker getting six figures on a Europa League team, I don't know about that, but hey, it's not my money, so I gotta look straight, but I hope that they make the right signings this summer. I hope William Saliba stays and pushes for the first team because I think he's good enough to start. I know Gabrielle and Ben White got good chemistry this year. I think they can be a very good center back pairing for the next five, maybe even seven, eight years. But Saliba has the upside to be better than all of them. And I hope he's actually given a chance. I need them to get a real number one striker. I don't mind Gabriel Jesus because I know, hey, we're a Europa League team. What's the best we can get? You can argue there's only, what, like four to six world-class strikers, and we don't have a chance at any of them. Lewandowski only wants to go to Barcelona. Uh, Arsenal will not be able to get Lukaku from Chelsea because he's not old and washed yet um holland just went to manchester city Cristiano's going nowhere well some i forget oh yeah benzema he's not going anywhere so it's like hey the best strikers you gotta look down a couple tiers shout out Claytis. he called gabriel jesus a c plus striker i wouldn't disagree with that maybe we could get him to a b b plus if you could get like 15 league goals a year, five goals in Europe. I don't mind that. I mean, we need other players to step up. We don't just need to be over-relying on a striker to do everything. I'd like to see Saka improve his goal totals. I'd like to see Martinelli improve. Um, Martin Odegaard, you know. I'd like our central midfielders, Thomas Partey. Keep working on your long shots. Hopefully, we get a better midfielder to replace Granite Xhaka. Hey, maybe even the fullbacks can chip in if Tyranny can ever get healthy. You know, shout out Gabriel. He had five goals in the league. Set piece monster. We need stuff like that. We need more versatile attackers, but we'll see how it goes, you know. This weekend, though, we have the Champions League final. Real Madrid-Liverpool should be an exciting match. It's a classic clash of styles. You know, in boxing, they say styles make fights. And I wrote an article about um, how when you look at the history of the Champions League, the recent history starting in 2010, because that's when I was able to find stats, you'll see that the team that doesn't possess the ball as much actually wins the competition. And it all starts with the negative monster himself, Jose Mourinho. Congrats to him as well. Roma won the Europa Conference League yesterday. He is the first manager to win the Champions League, Europa League, and the UEFA Conference League. So that's a big deal if you care about the Conference League. But his team, the treble winning Inter Milan in 2010, They won the Champions League while possessing the ball only 44.6% of the time. Disgusting, especially when you look at all the great attacking players he had at his disposal. But hey, it won, I guess, whatever. But this year, you look at Liverpool, they are number one in the competition with 63.2%. Real Madrid is 14th with 51.2% of possession the median for all the winners from 2010 to 2021 is ninth place for possession so it shows that hey in the in in the leagues the teams that have the ball more win like for example um Manchester City, Bayern Munich and PSG all led their leagues in possession and they won their league. Real Madrid was second in possession in La, in La Liga. The only anomaly is AC Milan, who finished 7th in Serie A. So it shows you, hey, in the league play, possession matters. But in continental competition, specifically the Champions League, the biggest club tournament in the world, it's not as effective, it seems. Because, hey, when you have designer niggas that can sit back and counterattack, it's going to be spooky. (laughs) So that's an interesting concept. So look out for that on Saturday. When you watch the Champions League final, pay attention to the team that dominates the ball and pay attention to the counter-attacking opportunities of the opposition. And based on what we see, Liverpool is going to dominate the ball. And then we have to see if Benzema and Vinicius Jr. can create some magic. Luka Modric is still a world-class midfielder. Vinicius took a big leap this year. I think he's a top five wide forward winger, however you want to call it in the world now. Rodrigo, super sub of the year. So anything can happen. Liverpool, Salah and Mane are fighting for African player of the year. Salah is in contention for Ballon d'Or with Benzema. They're the two leading candidates. I mean, you know, Luis Diaz is special. Firmino has been playing well in the Champions League. Hopefully, Tiago will be able to play, but it doesn't look like it so far, so we'll see. But, man, let's transition to basketball real quick because basketball is my favorite sport. (laughs) Shout out Curtis Blow. But, man, these conference finals have been boring, man. Every game has been a blowout. And Then, last night, we went back to 1983. Well, sorry, 93. And the Suns beat the Asus Suns, the Celtics beat the Heat 93-80, <laughs> to 80. we know the Suns didn't make the conference finals, those boys choked in the second round to the Mavericks disgusting but yeah man the Celtics won everybody was laughing at <laughs> Jalen Brown's handles even though he was the best player offensively for the team last night had 25 points you know, led the think he led the game in scoring. Yes, he did. So, hey, even though people made fun of his handle, he was effective. But that game was dry as hell. And then, of course, the Mavericks and Warriors uh, should be over tonight. The Warriors are at home. You up 3-1. Seal the deal and relax. Get ready for the finals. But I think... The finals is going to be Warriors, Celtics, and the Warriors will win in six games. You know, quick work. Hey, the dynasty isn't dead. They just started again. Congrats to the Warriors in advance for being the 2022 NBA champions. I don't see anybody stopping you unless injuries happen. And unfortunately, that's been a big deal with these playoffs. Mark Cuban, you know, the Mavericks owner brought up the point about because of the playing tournament, they have to cram playoff games at the at the back end. So you have every other day and in the in between you're traveling. so maybe that's why we're seeing these injuries happen and all these blowouts occur. Hey, maybe he has a point. but like I've mentioned before on this podcast, the NBA schedule is too long. Will they shorten it to lower their dividends? I doubt it, but we'll see. Something that the got. Oh, the Lord. About this yeah. happened on <laughs> the episode of The Last Dan again. Uh, I mean, this happened last time on Chopper Soup Convos. I'm looking up the box score, and then the highlight plays. Hey, man, so you get two for one today. It's an Easter egg. If you hear it, let me know on social media, (laughs) and maybe I'll give you something. (laughs) But, hey, man, that's enough for today. Y'all stay blessed. I might holler at y'all this weekend after the Champions League final, depending on what happens, because Real Madrid can win their 14th Champions League, and next episode will be episode 14, so we'll see. But y'all stay blessed out there. Peace.